Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. Moved by what everybody's doing and because of and for them. And the, the truth is just the opposite. That salvation is for a doggone thing to receive God's favor. He's already already pronounced it and given to them. They just have to receive it, and they receive it through Christ. So our scripture, our main scripture, and we're going to read it out of the Amplified, 2 Corinthians 5.18. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself. Notice that he did this. Received us into favor brought us into harmony with himself and gave us to the and gave us the ministry of reconciliation by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him it was god personally present in christ reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself not counting up and holding against men their trespasses but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation of the restoration to favor. Now, the, I like what the Passion says, that he's entrusted to us. It's not, a, notice he didn't command it. It's, this says he's entrusted to us. He's entrusted to us a ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. So we're, we're, we're people that stand at the door that can lead people to God, and our job is to open it for them. Open it to your coworkers, your neighbors, your family, your friends, uh, the you know the people in our city, people in our community. We're we're door. We stand at the door, and we're to open it and to show them this favor, show them this uh, way to God that they don't think that they could ever achieve. Amen, because it's already been done. It's settled in God's mind. He's not judging the world. He's not judging them. Amen. Why? Because every debt that they owe and we owed has been paid for through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He gave us life. Amen. And so all have, the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory. Why? Because our blood, the blood that, that comes through man is tainted. That's the, that's the reason why you can't ever please God. You can't ever, you know, do enough good works. It's because of the family you belong to. But thank God when we come to Jesus Christ, we cross over and we go into another family. Amen. We're called into the family of God. Hallelujah. Now, this is, I wanna, what I want to talk, because last week we talked about prayer. We talked about how prayer has this part. How that praying for the rain, praying for our neighbors, exercising authority and and commanding that the devil get his blinders off of their eyes. Because why? He's the one who's keeping and deceiving them from seeing the truth. Amen. Because this is all spiritual. It's all spiritual. Amen. And it's not, a just, it's not about just getting a head knowledge about it. It's about your, your heart being enlightened that you understand it. And so the devil is trying to confuse us. He's trying to keep us 
what he calls blinded to the truth. So why? So that we're, we're unable to act on it. So we talked about that we have, we're, we're workers together with him, with the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not that we've been given an assignment and told to go out and do this and do it alone. You're working with him all the time, whether you realize it or not. He's there with you and in you. And the more that we understand that and work together, the more that we'll be greater fishermen. Remember, Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Okay? There's good fishermen naturally and there's poor fishermen. I'm a poor fisherman when it comes naturally. Because I just can't stand to sit there and not do nothing. I'm fidgety and I want to talk. I want to do something. And if the fish ain't biting, it's even worse. Okay? And so the good fisherman doesn't want to go with me. You know, because I want to talk and... What, what's this for? Why do you use this, you know? Well, that's not the time to learn. You're out there to catch fish. Amen. Now, in here is the time to learn. Then when we go out there, then we, then we need to be proficient in how to do it and what we do. So, <clears throat> I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you tonight. It may seem like we're, we're uh, veering off, but how that the love of God has everything to do with what catching having a passion for the laws. And I've never quite seen it this way, to be honest with you. But I want to look at some scriptures, and I, and we want to, and I want to look at 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11, and, that's the, and that, that chapter is the chapter about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the power gifts, the demonstrations of the Spirit. Amen. The supernatural. Everyone say supernatural. See, we got the supernatural has as much as part of the message as anything else. Paul said this. He said, I didn't come to you in men's wisdom, but I came to you in demonstration. Everyone say demonstration. So we're going to have to learn to have demonstration of the spirit and power. And then he goes on and he says, so that, God, so that men's uh, faith would not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, it's not about how eloquent we can be or how, you know, you know charismatic or anything uh, because you don't, we're not trying to get men's eyes on us. We're trying to get men's eyes on him. And when God moves, when we have a move of God, then what's going to happen? People's faith are going to be put in him and not in a man. Okay. So the gifts, have, the gifts of the Holy Spirit have a big uh, part to play in reaching the lost. Big part. And we've tried to confine it to church meetings. Well, we need to see those, and we should see those. But this is not where we're going to have the biggest demonstrations of them. We're supposed to have them out there. Now, he starts off in verse 7, he says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal, for to one, and then he starts naming them off, the, gift, the given the Spirit of the Word of Wisdom. That's, that's not talking about just being, you know, smart. It's talking about there be a word for a time of something right there for the future for somebody that came from God. Word of knowledge, knowing something in the past or something present. Being able, you know, to, to, to say, you know, I, you know, God showed me this about you. 
Well, it's not that you have all knowledge. You just have a segment of knowledge, okay? Well, see, these are, the, these are called the gifts of the Spirit. He goes on, he says, to another faith. That's talk, not talking about the faith you and I just use normally. It's talking about special faith. It's, and then he goes on, uh, the same Spirit, gifts of healings, uh, by the same Spirit, another workings of miracles, to another prophecy, discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, another the interpretation of tongues. But now he says, all these worketh that one and self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. So God wants these gifts manifesting in you all. There's not one person that is not one person in the body that that is exempt from this. And, but, and it says, as he wills. But, you know, and so we try to uh, uh, say that, well, you know, because they're not working, it's because he didn't will. No, he wills. He, he wills a lot more than what you think. He wills. <laughs> he wants these gifts working. But we're going to see here in a moment that a lot of the reason why they're working is because we're not, we're not qualified and we're not in the right position to do that. Now, um, the uh, Passion Translation says this on verse 7. It says, Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit, now listen to this, not just himself, but all. Now, this is what the Lord was speaking to me about, this part here, all. But all. This is what, this is what the gifts are for, for all. You're not just for you. Because we, we try to make them like, these need to just be for us. No, they're given to you for all. Now, let me give you a couple scriptures that he gives. And this is another thing. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm afraid we have not really defined the purpose of the baptism. Because we, have, we, we try to encourage people to believe for the baptism and receive it. But we do it more so the benefits. And there are benefits. He that prayeth in an unknown tongue uh, prayeth not unto God but unto, or prayeth not unto man but unto God. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. The Amplified says secret things, hidden things, not obvious. So there's things when we're praying in the Spirit that are happening. Uh, uh, he that speaketh in the tongue edifieth himself. Talking about building yourself up. So there's a spiritual edification as we pray in the Holy Ghost. But the primary purpose of the, of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not for us to consume on us, but it's for the world. Well, let me show, give you some scriptures. Uh, John 7, 37, 38 talks about John 7, 37 in the King James. He said, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, now notice, shall, and that's talking about your inner man, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So we see, we see that the baptism is referred to as a river flowing out. 
Okay, this is one work of the Holy Spirit. Now, the other work of the Holy Spirit is John 4, 14. Jesus said, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, he was talking about the lady at the well. Remember, she came and, and, and he, asked, um, he asked her the, to get him some water, and, and, she, and uh, she said, well, you know, we're not supposed to have anything to do with you Jews. And he said, well, if you knew who it was, you would be at not just asking me for a drink of natural water, you'd be asking me for spiritual water. And then this is what he said. He said, but whosoever drinketh of this water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I give him shall be in him a well of water springing up in everlasting life. Now he's speaking of eternal life, everlasting life. And he says there's a well of water in us, a well of the Spirit in this, inside of each one of us, and that we're to dip down in there and drink. And it says if you will drink of this, he says you'll never thirst. What do you mean never thirst? Well, you'll never thirst for the things of the world. Because I'm telling you what, once you drink of life, once you drink of this well of water that he's talking about, it, nothing else will compare to it, and it will quench every thirst that the world offers to you. Are you here? And so now you see two different uh, 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 illustrations of the water. One is a well, and one is a river. So the well is for you. Eternal life is for you. What is, then what would the river be? The river that would go out of you would be for the world. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So the baptism is really to equip us to go out into the world and to do the work of God, the work of the ministry. Acts 1.8. Acts 1a, it says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Notice that. What did we receive? Huh? What did you receive when the, you received the baptism? You got power. You're not going and you got it. Everyone say, I received power. We got it. And notice what he says next. He says, and you shall be my witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. He told them, he says, don't go, don't go into the world yet until you have received this power, until you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Once you have received this, then you are ready and equipped to go out. So the baptism of the Holy Ghost is given to us for the really the main purpose is for us to go out and win the lost. So that tells me that why it's not working very good or very often or frequently is because we're not using it in the right arena. We're just wanting to use it in our lives, in everything that we do. Us four, no more. And because of that, that's why the gifts are not manifesting like Jesus wants them to, what they've been purposed to. Now, now here's the, here's the kicker here. In 1 Corinthians 12, 
he starts off and he talks about the uh, uh, differences of operations and the administrations, diversities of gifts, and explains the, the, the supernatural of the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then in, verse, then in chapter 14, skipping 13, going to 14, then he talks more about the operation of it, how, that it should, how these things should operate, how you should do it when you come together. But right in between 12 and 14, chapters 12 and 14, there is chapter 13. Anyone know what chapter 13 is? We call it the love chapter. That's what, it's been, that's what we've named it, what we've nicknamed it, the love chapter. Why? Because it is talking about the love of God. And it's, and it's interesting that he sandwiches the, the gifts and the supernatural and then on the outside and puts right in there in the meat the love. Now, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7 says this. And, and you got to understand he's not digressing. He's not all of a sudden changing, uh, changing directions here. He's still talking about the supernatural. And he says, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity. That word charity is agape, and that's the love of God. So, that, so, we, so this is why we translate love. He says, And have not love, I become as a sounding brass or a, tink, a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Wow. Those are pretty big statements. Someone even give their life at the stake you know but he says if you don't have the love of God working he says there was no profit in it and he says you know if the gifts or the vocal gifts are working in you uh, but you're not working in with love he says you sound like a, a, a tinkling cymbal and so then, then, he, then he steps on he says verse 4 he tells you what the love of God is he said, love suffereth long and is kind, love envieth not, love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoice in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. So it's interesting that, you know, I was thinking about the, the love of God here, what love is, and notice it's about how you're to respond to other people. Everything's about how you're to respond. The, the love of God is 100% unselfish. There's no self in, in the love of God. Absolutely none. It's, that means that it's nothing, there's nothing about you in it. The love of God doesn't care how you feel. Are you here? It really doesn't. It, doesn't. it doesn't ask you how you feel. The love of God, and we can say it this way, because God is love. First John talks about it. So the love of God is being able to respond 
and to be like him. Where God is unselfish. Everything he did. He loved, he loved you so much he gave his only begotten son. Well, thank God he didn't sit around and ask how big of a loss that would be. And what it's going to cost him and how it's going to make him feel. No, love is all about others. Always. It's never about self. It never responds about self. When you only care about you, you're for and no more, then you are not following love. Now, we want to follow love. The love of God, now here's what we're going to see here. The love of God is the transporter of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. The love of God is. Not how, you know, how smart you are or how likable you are or, you know, how great of anything you've done. No, it's the love of God that is completely the transporter of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the performing, is performing at its peak and will perform at its peak when you are determined to be a witness unto the world because that's where it's supposed to work. That's how it's going to work. So that means that you and I are going to have to love what God loves. Because that's where that equipment works at is when we're doing what he loves, what he wants. Now, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, then, right after talking about the love chapter, he says the first thing he talks about, notice what he says. Follow after love and desire spiritual gifts. Follow after love. It doesn't, we are to desire the, the supernatural. We want the things working through us. But notice, first of all, you're going to have to follow love. We've got it all. We've got that. We, we've desi- we, we want to desire spiritual gifts. I desire the move of the Holy Ghost. I desire the supernatural. I desire, well, how are you doing following after love? Because that's where that's going to work. If you're not following love, but only have the desire, then see, you're out of balance. And I'm afraid that's where the church has been. We've been out of balance. We've wanted things. We want to see things. We want, we want more demonstrations. We want healings. We want miracles. We want all of these things. But for what, for what reason? So that we can see it? So that we can feel excited? So that if, you know, we can be the church? What, what reason is that we want these? Because he says you're to follow after love. See, love is, going to get in, love is going to get in people's business. And it's going to get in their messes. It's going, it's going to uh, care about them, other people. Well, you say, I've got so many problems right now. I can't care about nobody. I can't minister to nobody else. I've got all these other things. And, 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 and you know what? That is nothing more than the trap of the devil because he's trying to get us all consumed with ourselves and our four so that we're not 
that we're not following after the love of God? Let me, get, let me show you a scripture the Holy Ghost gave me. James 5.16. He said, confess your faults one to another. We're not going to do that tonight. But pray one for another that you may be healed. Well, how many do you see doing that? I mean, seriously, I'm not trying, I'm not, you know, condemning or judging. I'm just saying, how often do we see people actually doing that? Because why? Because we're standing, we're believing, we're, we're doing everything to get ourselves. And he says what? He says, no, you go pray for one another so you may be healed. What does, what does the love do? Love gets your mind off of you. God never, when, when God's dealing with you, God was truly dealing with you, you're going to find that, yeah, you need to get in faith and he'll help you get there, but then he's going to get you broader, he's going to get your mind broad-minded where you're going to be out doing other things, helping people, praying for others. Why? Because you can't, you can't go forward when you're um, inward-minded about you. You can't do that. And he says here, he says, you need, to be, you need to be go out and pray for others. You need to be believing God for others to get healed, get their needs met. He says, in, do, in so doing, you'll get yours. See, that's the love of God. Are you here? Amen. So look at this scripture. This is the compassion, talking about compassion. In Mark chapter 1, 40 and 41, it says, There came a leper to him, Jesus, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Jesus moved with compassion. Now, it didn't mean that he had pity on him. Notice it said he moved with. Moved with. What is, it, what, what is compassion? That's the love of God on the inside. He's moving with God. He's moving with the heart of God. He's moving with the spirit of God. He, it, it, the, the compassion of God will always do something. The compassion of God is not feeling sorry for someone. The compassion of God is moving you to a place to do something, to bring something, to help somebody. That is the compassion of God. And that is, comp compassion is the, the spirit that's on the inside of you. Remember he said over there that the, the, the gifts of the spirit will uh, uh, manifest as he wills. Well, this is the compassion he's talking about. This is as he wills. Jesus was moved with compassion. Jesus was moved. Something moved him. Something was moving him. This was not just a, you know, well, he's the son of God. No, he, was, he wasn't operating at this, at this point as the son of God. He was operating as a man full of the Holy Ghost, a man that's righteous like you and I are today. And he had the spirit of God, the greater one on the inside, and that was moving him, moving him. 
See, this, the compassion of God, the Spirit of God is trying to move us. But that moving is the heart of God. You've got to love what he loves. You've got to desire what he desires. You've got to want what he wants. You're going to have to have your, you're going to have to join your heart with his heart. You have to join. He doesn't join it. You join it. You have to want what he wants. This is why I'm so excited about prayer right now because I see how that this prayer, our praying, how God is changing our praying and we're beginning to pray what he wants. We're beginning to desire what he wants. We're, we're praying for the lost. Guess what? He loves the lost. He is about the harvest, about souls. He is about that. And so when you enter in and start doing what he wants, guess what? Your heart is starting to become one with his heart. And then when your heart becomes one with his heart, guess what next happens? Compassion begins to move. And when compassion begins to move at the grocery store, compassion begins to move at the school or out on the, the job site or, or at the, you know, Parking lot, wherever, but all of a sudden there's a moving that begins to happen. Guess what comes with it? It's miracles, supernatural, power. You say, I don't know how. Nobody knows how until it actually begins to work. And he shows you how. He gives you a word. He begins to just have a drawing on the. There's a love. Not that you're trying to lift you up, but all of a sudden you begin to have a love for someone and you can't explain why. Because why? Because his heart is now working through you. But it all, it all began with prayer. You, start, you started to take an interest. You started to take some, you started to put your heart where his is. And you began to say, this is important. This is important to him, so it becomes important to me. And see, as you began to do that, what happens? Then you and his heart become one. And that which he has, that equipment that he has given to you, now you begin, you're in position for it to begin to flow and to work. You have to love what he loves. That's it. You have to love what God loves. And you may, and like I say, it's just a matter of finding out what he loves and then applying yourself to it. As you begin to apply yourself to it, then that love of God that's, that's been shed abroad in, your, abroad in your hearts by the Holy Ghost, because you have the love of God, it begins working, working. It's just like, woo, 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 inside of you. Starts working supernaturally. And then compassion when God wants to do something, when God's got you in place, when God has a word, God has, wants you to go pray for someone or give something or do something for someone else, you have that compassion and you're thinking, oh, you, you know, I feel for that person. I want to help that person. And God says, I want you to do this. And so it says here, he moved with compassion. He put forth his hand. He just didn't do it because he was the son of God. He was moved with compassion. 
moved. Supernatural things were happening. The Holy Ghost was working in him. Those gifts, gifts of healings were manifesting. Yeah, he could have received on his own. But he would, th this man was not in position to receive on his own. He didn't know what the will of God was. Faith begins where the will of God know, is. He didn't know what to ask. He wasn't even sure God would do it. But all of a sudden, compassion moved him. And he went ahead. You know, I don't know whether it was just gifts of healing, special faith. I don't know what was going on. But something was going on. Some, some, some of the gifts were operating. And we don't have to really care about that. You know, we don't have to define, well, I think I had a word of knowledge. Who cares? We, I mean, it's only, we, only, we only use them just for teaching purposes. We just want God to move. We want God to use us and bless. And he put forth his hand. And then he blessed him, touched him, and he said unto him, Be thou clean. And he was he made healed. That's pretty awesome. Mark 8, verse 1. It said, In those days the multitude, being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called the disciples unto him and said unto him, to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have not they have been with me for three days and have nothing to eat so all these people these multitude have been with Jesus he's been teaching and, and he says there's he goes I got compassion for them he said I got, I've got to meet their needs God wants to meet their needs we're going to have to we're going to have to do something because they've been three days and they're going to faint what are we going to do? Well, obviously, Jesus was a man of prayer, so he's been in prayer, and I'm sure this wasn't the first, first time this thought came to him, and I'm sure he's praying and asking God, God, what about this? What do we need to do here? What can I do? Do we need to disband the meeting and so people can go home? And so compassion the Bible says, begin, and this is where we have the blessing of the, lo the loaves and fishes. And multiplied the food. Multiplied workings of miracles. Workings of miracles. But why did workings of miracle manifest? Because Jesus had compassion. He loved the people. He loved the souls. He loved what was, what was dear to God. What was on his heart. Listen, we're not, we're not going to get there overnight. You're not going to all of a sudden just, uh, you know, okay, I decide to do this. No, it's going to be, there's, I think there's almost going to be a proving to God. All right, you really love what I love? Show me. Is souls that important to you? Because I know it is to me. Show me. Are you going to pray for your co-workers? You know, you're, you know you, if you believe you're in the right place at the right time every time, then those people that are around you, you're there for a purpose, to make a difference, to bring God to them. You don't even have to pray, God, why am I here? 
That's why you're there. Because everything, because we're, we're about one thing. We're about bringing Jesus to the lost. Well, well, you know, God, why, why don't things happen? Why I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to, to show, be good and everything. No, well, I'll tell you, the first thing you need to start doing is praying for them. Getting on your knees, praying for them because they're lost, because they need Jesus, because you, God loves them. God wants to touch them. God wants to visit them. God wants, God wants to intervene in their life. God wants them to see Jesus. Well, that's going to take revelation. That's going to take the work of the Holy Ghost. That's not going to just be you telling them that's what they need. They need to be drawn unto him. You can't draw them. Only God can draw people unto Jesus. So, you know, if, you're, if you want your heart to be in line with God, well, then start doing what you can do right now. Start praying for your family right now. Start praying for your loved ones right now, your friends right now. Start praying for the workers that you're with right now. Start letting that love of God, start pumping that love in the inside of you now by praying. How, I mean, God's not going to give us any city if we're never praying for the city. He's not going to give us our community if we're not praying for the community. We're not going to, I mean, we can go out and you know, even going out and, and knocking on doors and, and all of the, you know, people are doing those things and they're doing it for the wrong motive. You've got, you've got groups of people that are knocking on doors and sharing and they're sharing it because they think that's the way to heaven. Or they're trying to please God. That, that, there's no, that's not working with love. That was all about you just then. You making it. You please, get being pleased, God pleased. No, love is concerned about the world, concerned about the law, about your friend, your family. It doesn't get offended at them because of the ugliness and the way they act. Because love is reaching out. Love knows the way they are. Love knows the bondage they're in. Love knows what's going on. And so it doesn't get easily offended. It's not touchy. Real love not. Are you here? And so if we want the gifts of the Spirit to be working in us to the degree we know they can, and seeing the things we want to see people set free and delivered, well, then we're going to have to have the love of heart, the, the heart of the love of God. Amen? Move, so when he was moved with compassion, that is following after love. Compassion is the love of God working. Why do we pray for the lost? Why do we pray for our co-workers? Why do we pray for our friends, our family? Why are we praying for the city? Because God loves them. That's where his heart is. And as we're doing that, then we're tapping into the heart of God. And as you follow after love, then those gifts, desiring the spiritual gifts, you're going to see demonstrations. Because I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to bring light to you. I'm trying to show you the way. And God will move supernaturally to show you, to show them who he is.
And so we become positioned for the gifts to begin to flow in us. But it's tied to the love of God. Someone, they were talking, I was watching last night, and the uh, Nancy Dufresne's having the Holy Ghost meetings and the, out in uh, uh, California, and so they're live, they're live broadcasting, and so I was watching it, and they were, she said something interesting. She was talking about um, ministering to people, and the question was, how do you know who to minister to? How is it that you know? And her answer was this. She said, because you'll just be, you'll just be looking and searching and we're just looking over the crowd and all of a sudden you'll just have a love for somebody. There'll just be a, a, a strong a love. And she said, you don't, know what, you don't really know what you're supposed to do, but you just begin to move that direction. See, you, you may have someone, there may be someone in the store or maybe someone just casually you're going by and all of a sudden you see, some, you know, they're doing something and, all, and they get your attention and you just have, you just think, man, they're hurting. Man, I wish, and all of a sudden you just have this desire and you're, then, then your head will going to kick, what am I going to do? No, you just need to, Step out into that. It may be just going over and inter- introducing yourself. Or say, you know, ma'am, I see you're, you, it seems like you have a lot of problems and a lot of trouble right now. Well, just step into it, trusting that the Spirit of God will help you and give you what you need. The, we were telling you about Marty. You remember uh, Pastor uh, Marty Blackwelder, he was telling about his sister. And his sister, remember, was just driving down the interstate, and she had a, a just a thought to stop in at this um, thrift store, th- thrift store or whatever it is. And anyways, she thought, I don't need anything. I don't want to stop there. But she kept going, and all, and just kept getting stronger. So she just turned around. She said, Why is it going to hurt? So she turned around. She went to the store. And remember, she walks in, and the owner is there, and there wasn't anyone there. And she just began talking. She goes, yeah, God was just telling me I, to, to come back here. I don't know, even know why. And that lady says, I know why. Because I was praying. And you've come. And come to find out, she had gotten a bad report, health report. And, the, and his sister, you know, she's not a... Uh, evangelist or preacher or anything, just a, a Christian. And she said, yep, God sent us here. And she laid hands on her, and she said, and then nothing happened outwardly and said, if you ever need anything, you can call me. Here's my number. It was in just a week or two. She called up. She goes, you know what? She goes, God healed me of an incurable disease. Just obeying God. See, that's the way God wants to use us. But if, we don't, if we're not doing the things that stir that love up on the inside, then it's not going to ever position you to be used that way. And, I'm, and I am so thrilled about what, what's going on in prayer right now. Because, you know, and then especially we're getting ready to do that evangelism class. We're going to do it right before the prayer. And that's going to stir us up, what? For the world, for the lost, for the city, for the community. 
I'm telling you, folks, God is wanting to do something, and he's wanting to do it on a big scale now. Thank God for our heritage. But I'm telling you what, there's one thing now we, not, we need to grow in and, and get working, and that's being fishers of men. It's time for us to affect this world, affect this community. Are you here? And we're here to do that. You've got the grace. You've got the power. Everything's there. All we got to do is position, us, position ourselves where that power will flow through us. Amen? Glory to God. Let's stand. <coughs> Hallelujah. You know, as I said, you don't, you don't have, you say, well, I don't even love the world. Well, that's all right. You're, you're to, God didn't say love the world. He said love, love him. So, if he said, so he says, I'm not asking you to love the world. I'm, saying, ask, I'm asking you to love me, and I want you to pray for the world. Well, that's how you get started. That's exactly how you get started. You start doing it because God asked you to do it. But as you begin to do it, Guess what? Sooner or later, your heart and his heart gets closer and closer, joined and joined together, and sooner or later it becomes one. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that's where I want. I want my heart and his heart to be one. I don't want a divided heart. I want a heart that's one with him. Praise God. So he can use me, that he can be 